I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, everybody. It's Alice McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Sorry we're a few minutes late, but here we are now. Alex McCarthy, Steph Chase, ah, the old track queen, hot take machine, is in the house. How are you, Stephanie? I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Alex? I'm okay. Um, I uh, I went to the gym after work, so there was like a chaotic rush between getting home, showering, and this show. But here we are. Yes. We made it. We made are it. you a are you not a morning gym person because you seem to always be later in the day because I'm uh, a morning I'm first thing I know so um I went morning yesterday because I had the day off so mm-hmm. took, took my daughter to school and where I'd usually have to then start work I went to the gym but today because both of my kids were terrible last night um I was so tired because of the broken sleep I was like, I'm not going to the gym I need that extra sleep um <laughs> So I and I was going to go on my lunch and then I got busy. So it was like as soon as I finished work, I had to cram it in because going late sucks. Like the next day, I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, morning gym is happening. Half seven. Morning gym. Oh wow, half seven. I usually like it about ten a.m. is good for me. That's when the morning gym people clear out and mm. then it's like more spacious. I like that. I'm in London tomorrow, so I don't really have the choice it's either before do you know what i mean before the day gets going yeah. or not so that's annoying mm-hmm. how's your how is your gym routine going i know you've been putting it first and foremost i haven't put it first and foremost above hell in a cell <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah it's been going really well actually um i just really like getting back into it um i'm happy with how it's going um and yeah i'm really enjoying it and it's so nice to just be able to do it again and yeah, I love it. And I'm, I'm not a runner, you see, like I don't run at all. Yeah. So um, when there were no gyms, I wasn't like go, go for a run person, you know, I'd maybe take a very lengthy uphill walk. So <laughs> it is nice to have the gyms open because, yeah, I'm, ne- I'm never going to run, but I am going to climb a lot of steps and stairs. <laughs> yes. Um, That's my thing. That's my thing. I, I am a runner. Um, not that I like it, but I'm mm-hmm. I always went to the gym just to stay in shape for football, basically. Like through yeah. the years, like to maintain an engine of sorts. So 
that's always my go-to, like trying to get back into the gym. And that's what I did today. I ran about four miles and then I said, oh, that's it for me. Um, <laughs> I do want to lift again. I do, but yeah, we'll get there. Let's, I need to get you rid of stuff lift first. again? Yeah, I do want to lift again, but um, I, I, I think like, you know, maybe I'll trim down and then build back up. How about that? That's the answer. I've, so my main, like I lift a bit, um, but my main thing, I do a lot of um, back exercises. I, I really, for some reason, love the look of a very strong back. So I do a lot of uh, a lot of pull downs in the gym, <laughs> working right. on that, those back muscles. Yeah, back muscles are my my main thing that I like to work on. Other than the stepping, you know. Indeed, for the indeed. for the lower body. <laughs> well, that's our gym routine for everyone. This is what happens when there's no AEW. Uh, you know, we have to come well, in. Alex, I do have um, a wrestling thing I wanted to ask you before we get get into it. I yeah. want to know what because we haven't, you know, we don't get a chance to talk about AEW anymore, but we will next week. Back yes. to normal next week. I'm so excited. But what did you? think of Wardlow Haker in the cage I want to know yeah so um I, I always think these ones are like difficult to pull off right like in the sense that what we've seen before it and I mean this from like the lion's den to the fight pit, yeah to this like they're all kind of different in their own way um yeah the, the bottom line was Wardlow did Wardlow, right? Like <laughs> Wardlow, you know, uh, that, that's a big dub to pick up over somebody like Hager. Um, and I don't know, like if Hager had won, cool. But I don't know. Like it's one of them. Like, I, didn't, I didn't think the match was like amazing, but also I like it because Wardlow. Does that make any sense? That makes sense. I loved it. I... <laughs> So I was obsessed with it my entire Saturday. Was pretty much watching it over. I thought, like, I loved how they set it up to make it legit. The way they had the cage and all set up, it was awesome. Um, I loved Hager coming out with Jericho with his bucket. I thought that was just a great touch. And yeah. I, I like, I love the story that they told because Hager is an actual MMA fighter. He fights in Bellator undefeated and. Wardlow is a big, tough dude, but he was put in the environment that that's Hager's. So he did some like wrestling moves in it that didn't really work for him because Hager would catch him in submissions. Um, and I just thought it was really excellent. Like for what it was, um, I thought it was great. I think it's the best thing Hager's ever done in wrestling. Um, yeah, and I loved it. Like, I, I just thought it was so good. It was one of those things that could have gone either way, but I really thought it went the good way. I thought they did a great job with it. And it was a nice surprise because these Friday shows have not been great. And this one being the last one, they kind of saved the best for last there. I thought with having that, that match, I thought it was fantastic. It was just so much fun. So Kenny and Jungle Boys this week. Yes. Yes, see, that's something to look forward to as well. That's a high. That and is then, on a Saturday night. I know, and then we move into MJF and Sammy. So, you know, they are I was along. shocked. I was shocked when they announced that MJF and Sammy on this Dynamite. Um, I think it's their last Dynamite in Jacksonville. 
and it's a bit of a, a appreciation for the fans in Jacksonville. But still, I was expecting a huge uh, stage for the Sammy and uh, MJF match, not like just a dynamite dynamite. So I was I was really shocked when they announced that. I really was. Sammy looked great after the after the cage match though, running in in those red trousers. Um, <laughs> yeah, just he looked so cool. What did you think of the finish where Wardlow like is flipping off? I liked it because they've really put the whole Wardlow MJF tension in the back burner since the pinnacle come round, and I want that to still be there because I'm still not sold on the pinnacle being a long term deal, and I'm a hundred percent sold on Wardlow being a long term prospect, being the long term man. So I like that, like that he showed a little bit of frustration there because I I do think especially when. You know, when we were coming up to Stadium Stampede, like as far as the factions go in AEW, the, the inner circle have the strongest relationship. They are the ones that seem actual friends, pinnacle, not sold on that they all truly have each other's backs. So Wardlow being a bit miffed at having to then get involved in a beatdown when he just had this match. And there was a bit of respect between him and Hager, who had all those great eye contact moments when he was in the inner circle. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um uh, it's funny because like, I know we've been saying it for a little while, but when I did the interview with JR and you, you know, various people were kind of talking about it now, it seems to be becoming less of a secret that Wardlow is going to be All elite Wardlow. Next guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, where we're he, heading. I mean, Wardlow's the guy I'd bet on, Wardlow and Hook being the next top guys for sure. But yeah. You want Hook to be the next top guy so bad, don't you? <laughs> I do. He's so cool. <laughs> He makes me feel so uncool and I love it. He's just so cool. <laughs> he was on Dynamite last week, literally just chewing so much gum while his daddy spoke. His daddy. Um, let's get into the titular news right after some of these reminders. Remember, guys, you can join the Wrestling Daily team here. You can become a part of the family. You can have some of this good stuff. Look at that with Bubba's little name. You can be a greeno, as we're going to call them, in the chat. You can use <laughs> the emotes. You can help us. Uh, you can enjoy the tier system of loyalty and the rewards that will come with that. So make sure you do join that. If you do, I'm sure Steph and I will somehow have a party. Um, I've got my yeah. my kids my kids bubble gun here. Yeah, look at this. Is it going to work? Is there any bubbles left? No. Is there? Yes. There we go. Oh, oh my god. So much fun oh i love it you you have so much like i just it's always everywhere. so jealous of your kids because they have so much fun all the stuff that you show do with your kids whatever you were doing with your kids last weekend like yeah. kids have all the fun they do really i i make sure um i'm like super busy all week long all right like yeah take harper to school work all day then i do this show so like my day is literally from like eight till nine pretty much every weekday i'm usually off on the saturday and i always make sure we do something like if you follow me on instagram you'll generally see me yeah. out and about with the kids we'll always do something together um i like to get them to like trampoline park soft play stuff like that um otherwise it's just a bit lame in it to kind of like if you finally get time with them don't want to just sit indoors and be like oh paw patrol so yeah. I wish I had someone to do that for me on a Saturday. I was like, come on, Steph, come to the soft play. Oh, you can come along, so Steph. Much. I'll bring you along. Don't worry. You know, my 
my rule on a Saturday used to be like no wrestling, non-wrestling Saturdays until uh, AW moved Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> then that got shot. So for the past couple of weekends, I've, I've been watching wrestling on Saturday, but Saturday should definitely be the, the switch off day from everything. Well, also, guys, remember while you're here to give us a subscribe. It says in the bottom right hand corner, we're very close to 12,000 on the way to 15k um but we know we're gonna have to reshuffle the war games team because louis is out he's out he's gone tuesday is his last show um ever mm-hmm. apparently unless i decide to bring him back who knows um but i don't know i guess we're going to be looking for a new squad member i haven't really i haven't really thought about this too hard like i was very lucky that um I mean, Louis was kind of part of the deal when it happened, being Wrestle Talk. But you know, it was great to have him. But Steph and SB3 were the two that I really wanted, and I got them. So I haven't really thought to beyond that or who else I would like. So I guess we're going to have to. I'll yeah. make a pitch for Pat McAfee. I think he should be there. I'm sure Pat would have I time. Think he should be it. I'm sure he I, would. He's not doing anything at <laughs> PM on a Tuesday. I've heard. I've heard that his schedule's open. Yeah, wide open. Um, guys, if you have any suggestions, hit us up. Hit us up in the chat. Why not? Also, uh, get your ultra chats in. It is Steph Chase Day after all. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And we will take on your hot takes, your news, your opinions, whatever that is. We will take them on. I love how Upton Avondale is the anti-Pat McAfee. Every time he comes up, Upton Avondale cannot help it. It's like you and, I don't know, Seth Rollins. He can't help himself. Tremendous. Oh, that's a good shout, Lizzie Stallion. Spencer Love was, of course, the co-host last Friday that I had as the special guest. Uh, and here's the fun fact. A couple of people have inboxed me since Louis announced his departure. Spencer was the first one. I'm sure he won't <laughs> mind me saying that. He was the very first one, like, hey, if I can get a go here. Uh, Alison McGeorge has also been in the inbox. Um, I haven't got back to him yet, but I mean to. Alison was another very good co-host that we had on this show. So, yeah, all options, guys. Let us know who you love to see, and um, we can reach out and try and make it happen. Without further ado, let's get to the titular news. It is all about Karrion Cross joining the main roster via main event. This is the strange thing that happened in the past couple of weeks. So, Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross have obviously been at SmackDown. Um, they've also been at... Uh, Raw just doing like dark matches and for some obscure reason Karrion Cross got his debut match on main event which has been taped it's gonna come out one would think Steph all Vince has got to do is watch NXT to know what they're like yeah that's the whole point of it is it not I think it was the point of it yeah very strange very very strange that they would have him on main event show that I haven't thought about in years (laughs) literally years really strange and he seems like such a Vince guy I I wouldn't even think that Vince would need to see him wrestle I think he'd just need to look at him but yeah really really strange um especially him as well being the NXT champion on main event you think that 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 title is kind of more prestigious as well. It's strange. It's a very strange it's very thing. Very strange. Like, I, I guess that it's just for the viewing pleasure of Vince and whoever. Like, 
to to gauge where he's at and you know you hear that famous wwe style like can he wrestle the wwe style which mm-hmm. i don't think is exclusively the same as nxt that's much more of a work rate kind of pwg style um which you know is understandable since the vast majority of the roster comes from pwg but in terms of the main roster i guess vince has a different idea and that might explain why there is an element of detachment from some of the talent that come up from NXT that don't quite translate to the main roster stuff. And I know that there are various instances like Keith Lee or, I don't know, you can go back as like a Tyler Breeze, anyone like that. There's there's a ton of examples. They don't necessarily have the same success on the main roster that they did in NXT. I think Shayna Baszler is a great example. And she, um, I know she's kind of found her footing and she's on TV every week. But that really sticks with me, the story about with Renee Paquette, where she said that she did a match with Natty and it was a lot of shoot-style stuff, which, of course, she would have been allowed to do in NXT. They encourage, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, et cetera, et cetera. But she did it in the PC era, and Vince said, no, go out and do it again. He was like, I hate that, which is so – like, you know what I mean? It's so strange. You're doing everything right. You're gaining all this popularity and – all this momentum that they had in NXT. And then you come to Vince and he's like, I don't like that. That's where the NXT as a feeder system idea, I guess, falls down. Yeah, I don't think NXT has been what it was originally meant to be for a long time. And it's really, it is really strange. It's like, what are they, what are they training these people for if they get to the main roster and it's not what they want? You know, it's, um, and if this is the issue, then, like, I don't know if NXT should be just training them to d- wrestle main roster style. And it's sad what happens to so many of them. But, yeah, I think it's no secret how big a disconnect there is from NXT and the main roster and how it's all just become totally conf- confused to the point where none of these people seem to get over at all from, from what they were doing on NXT. And they end up being just badly used to the main roster like Keith Lee, I'd even argue like Riddle's use in the main roster is is bizarre. He he might as well be doing the clown these days. It's but isn't it isn't it funny that like all the top guys put him over? If you read like and if you read them in interviews, like AJ Styles being yeah. the latest, all of them are like, yeah, he gets it, and it's like, what he gets that you have to be a clown to you know like to be able to yeah to be molded or whatever. Like you know, okay, he's probably up for anything, but um. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, like Riddle has a ton of upside. I, I particularly thought that when he first came to NXT. But I agree with you, like the way he's portrayed as like this. I don't know if that is your top, top guy. There would have to be maybe a bit of a character yeah. adjustment. He could not be a top guy doing that gimmick. Like he's an idiot. He's <laughs> just an idiot. And I know it's played into his... Um, personal love for the green stuff but they can't really say that so he just comes across as an idiot (laughs) you know i think the most glaring example of what we're talking about is finn balor was amazing in nxt he comes up to the main roster kind of starts off amazing and i get it the injury is kind of an asterisk against everything there but then he comes back clearly still over but not used the way he was beloved right it didn't correlate Mm -hmm. He then had to eventually had to go away because he was just very stale and they didn't do anything with him. And then he was amazing again in NXT, right? Like 
it, yeah. It, why is it that he can thrive in that environment? But the main, like at some point, the main roster and who books that stuff have to look at themselves and go, maybe it is us, but they don't. They They're not gonna go. Oh, I know. They're not gonna because it's Vince. I mean, at the end of the day, Vince is the problem. Um, the people around him are there to please him. He is the problem. I don't see anything changing until he steps down. I don't see that happening either. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you think, in the hands of Triple H, I don't know if this will ever happen. Obviously, there's rumors that WWE would be sold at some point, or you know, they're kind mm-hmm. of gearing assets up to that. And I don't know how that would look. But let's just say that Triple H does inherit the, the throne. Do you think the main roster with a more work rate NXT style would be an improvement, though, and the roster that they would have? Yeah, I think if the roster that the, the main roster, they have such amazing talent. I think if these guys were able to work better style, more work rate style and remove like daft storylines, be more creative with the storylines. There's been some really good storylines in NXT, especially before they made that move to Wednesday. Um, I think that I, I really do think there's a huge difference between NXT when it was on the network and NXT I USA network. And I think that Triple H had to maybe make some creative concessions for the USA network show. But I think if he could put everything that he's learned in NXT and everything he's built up there with the talent of the main roster, then I think it'd be great. Uh, I think it'd be so much better. I don't think we'd get any of the real, real rubbish that we have right now. I really feel that maybe towards the end of 16, certainly 2017 to 2019 is like literally a golden age in a promotion. NXT was amazing yeah, in that two years. It was. Like, 
amazing. And now it does have good weeks and stuff, but I think it's still lacking that real, like, hot either star or feud that carried it so well during the glory years I'm speaking of, where you had a yeah. Bailey, you know, that Bailey was still doing a thing and Oscar coming along and, you know, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and that story playing out, Sammy, KO, mm. Gargano, Champa. They always had amazing stories. And, um, yeah. You know, even Candice, um, like she had a time. And it was booked so well, but they were they were not doing it week to week. Like he was having to lay out stuff for weeks and book them. So the storylines were a lot better. They were more thought out because he wasn't going live every week. He had to really think about things in the booking. So yeah, that, that was a golden age of NXT and it's definitely taken a dip since the move. But it is still a good show and they've still got good mm-hmm. talent and it is... Still better than main roster to me. Yeah, I think the last two weeks have been better for NXT. Without a yeah, doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see Triple H in the hot seat. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to wish anything upon anyone. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I, like, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get in the hot seat ever. Like, I really don't. No, I, I think d- this I is his. It. I think this is his. Um, grand karma for many things that he'll never get <laughs> he'll never get this one um i just yeah. want to say this here dion chua says read the mansoor article hilarious stuff for those who don't know um i spoke to mansoor the saudi arabian wrestler on raw this week and he had a great story steph i don't know if you've seen this or not I've not um, seen this. okay so i i don't want to give the, the goose away too much i don't know if one of the mods can find oh actually i could do it maybe can i who knows i'm going to put the link in I, this this kind of self-promotion is generally found upon but i'm going to do it anyway. give them the clicks give uh, them the clicks, guys so there you go in, in the comments thank you very much dion for your uh your comment um so mansoor was was talking to me about how he was you know his debut on the main rust uh in saudi arabia and you know he won the 51 man battle royal yeah. so he'd, be, he'd been to the stadium beforehand last year and all of him and the other Saudi talent were changing in this one room. And they were like, down there is your toilet. And he was like, okay. So he came back the next year and he was obviously in the same room. So he assumed the toilet was still the toilet. He he went there, he went and did his business. Number two, we're talking by the way, he's, he's gone and he's gone and, you know, dropped, dropped a shit to be frank. Uh, and he's came out of the stool. Like, obviously, you know, he, he's thinking no one's there or anything. So, he comes out of the stall and Shane McMahon is sitting right there because it's Shane McMahon's dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just gone and taken a big shit in Shane's dressing room with Shane sitting there nonetheless. Um, and yeah, he, he, like, he, was, he, said was, he said it was really awkward because he came out and then obviously like he never met Shane and he had to be like, oh, hey, but then he couldn't shake his hand. He just, just took a shit. So he was like, oh, you know, and it was really awkward. And then he washed his hands, but there was no towels. So he was just kind of being really like, oh. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want, like, that is the that is the gist of the story, but there's loads of great stuff around it. Um, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, it that was a, what, wow. a start, what a start to life in WWE that is, eh? Um, tr- tremendously funny stuff. Go read the article if you can. The link's in there. Um and I do have another interview, well, not another interview, but another article from the interview dropping tomorrow where Mansoor talks about what Vince McMahon told him about coming up to the main roster, if the undefeated streak was meant to ever be a thing. 
Um, and he also talks about uh, Ali and like what he's done for him backstage and how that story is coming. So, yes, thank you very much for saying that. Um, I thought that was good. Thought that was very well. As soon as he said that to me, I was like, I can't not write that up. How can you not? Wow, it's quite the story. Yeah. What does he What does he want me to do? Um, I'm just so, I'm just glad it wasn't told to me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I could have written that up. <laughs> it really it really speaks to my skill as a journalist, Steph, that I can prize <laughs> this kind of really heartwarming story out of people, and that I'm not too ashamed to write it up. Um, I do want to touch on one thing here that I saw today. A couple of newsy bits that I want to get into. Um, the first one actually comes from Matt Hardy. Now, I don't know if you saw this either, Steph, but he says that he wants to end his career with Jeff Hardy, right? He wants to end it as the Hardy Boys. He wants to end it in AEW. Now, I know that won't come as a surprise to some people, but let me just read to you what he says here, because I think it is quite telling. Uh, He says, the gimmick I would like to end my career on, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, I would like to finish my career with my brother as the Hardy Boys. Real life, Matt. Real life, Jeff. Just doing our thing. That's it. That is, I feel like, a beautiful way to tie up our career. Uh, It's probably going to be 30 years for both of us. Probably uh, over 30 years when it's all said and done. To go out the way you came in, that's super cool. I'd like to finish my career with Jeff Hardy, my brother, as a team. He goes on to say, to correct the record, I would love to have Jeff Hardy come to AEW just so we could team together and there's a lot of great teams here. A proper Hardy Boys Young Bucks feud would be amazing. I am down for it, Steph. I know there are some people that are down on the way Matt and Jeff are compared to what they used to be. I am not one of those guys. I would will them out to the death. I love the Hardy Boys. I don't care. Um, they're, they're, they're not like as bad as people make out either. I thought Matt Hardy had a very serviceable match with Hangman on pay-per-view a few months ago. Um, it, obviously, they're not what they were. How could they be? But um, I do think there are stories left to be told and they could really help somebody on the way out. Private party, maybe. I don't know. Um, but either way, I do think, above all else, I'd like to see Jeff finish his career that way Then what the hell is going on right now. <laughs> I think that Matt Hardy, his current character in AEW, it um, I'm not a fan of, uh, in the nicest way possible. It's not my favorite part of AEW. Jeff on WWE, I am absolutely not a fan of. It's the worst incarnation of Jeff Hardy, and I'm taking all his uh, TNA incarnations into that. Wow. However, <laughs> I think. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> it is. I would rather see that Jeff Hardy than than this Jeff Hardy that I saw in well the past couple of weeks. However, I'd be totally down for Jeff coming to AW and reuniting the Hardy Boys. I think that would be them at their best. Great feud with the Young Bucks, yes. Private Party, yes. Uh, the Acclaimed, yes. So. Give me Hardy Boys. I've always thought that Jeff was coming whenever he can, and I think he will. Yeah, so I'm I'm down for it. 
I have to note this here. Um, a shock correctly says, "Rest in peace, Melissa Coates." For anyone who doesn't know who that is, uh, Melissa was the super genie. She was the manager of Sabu in the latter years of his career. Um, she was in WWE for a little bit, a couple of years, I want to say, two thousand five ish. I remember Chris Masters putting the master lock on her, and I think I even saw him tweet out earlier that he, actually, he was actually really rough with her because he was so green. Um, but you know, she, man, it's so sad. She's only 50, 50, and, uh, and unfortunately she's passed away. So there you have it, guys. Uh, rest in peace, I think. Uh, I speak for everyone here when we say rest in peace, Melissa Coates. Mm-hmm. Um, moving along to some other news that I wanted to touch on, uh, I, I just want to do this little quote here. AJ Styles said, uh, <laughs> Riddle has it, he gets it. He's very entertaining. There was a time where my son was with us on a bus and Matt came in and was just talking to us. Matt leaves and my son goes, oh, my God, he really talks like that? (laughs) He thought it was a gimmick. He thought it was a joke. Wow. Wow. Super Matt. Um, The other other thing I did want to touch on, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. And it was uh, Shayna Baszler. I don't know if you've seen this, but she's done an interview with Sports Illustrated. And they touch on what happened around WrestleMania 36. She says, we'd worked too hard. I was so frustrated. Would things have been different with the crowd? Or did things change because of it? There are so many what ifs, but you can't sit and dwell on it. That's an interesting question I want to pose to you, Steph. Mm -hmm. Everyone at the time was like, wow, uh, Shayna didn't beat Becky. I think everyone had thought because Becky had run through everyone and then Shayna was built so strong. Yeah. Everyone actually assumed Shayna was going to win. It's kind of revisionist now that everyone was, oh, yeah, of course Becky won. But that was the feeling at the time. Like, oh, you know, Shayna didn't win. Even more confusing when Becky walks away the next month because obviously she's pregnant and she drops the title to Asuka. So she didn't drop it to Shayna later. Shayna's time had gone, right? Like Vince had moved on from Shayna. Um, Do you agree with her assessment where she wonders things might have been different if the pandemic never happened? Maybe they did the match in the stadium. Was Becky always going to win? What do you think? Uh, I honestly think Becky was always going to win. You know, I love Shayna. She's my favourite woman on WWE. So times are really tough for me right now. And um, I don't think Shayna was ever going to get anything big. I think Shayna's best chance of ever getting a big moment was if it was pushed for by her friend, Ronda Rousey, um, really. And I think that, like, that's not me. I, I don't want to seem like I'm saying, like, Shayna you're can not, really get you're somewhere not, with yeah, Ronda's help. You're not downplaying her abilities at all. You're just saying. No, I think, she, I think she's the best female wrestler in WWE my dream is for her and the best women's wrestler outside of WWE Thunder Rosa to have a match um I I think I know like when I spoke to Shayna um she you know was talking to me about her um her friendship with Ronda and and how Ronda and then they've helped each other so much and they've talked about you know we we will do a wrestling match you know one day and I think that that's kind of Shayna's biggest hope because I just think Vince doesn't like her, doesn't get her at all. I think that's why she's been put in this awful position that she is um, at the moment with the Alexa storyline. Um, he's just not 
her type and it's really sad and she would do so much better somewhere else and I, I really think it's it's down to this they've I don't know they she's so cool and she was so awesome in NXT and they've always tried to like change little bits about her and her presentation and all this stuff when she's just a legit badass that should have always been like that yeah absolutely like and the sad thing is we all know what you mean when we when you say she isn't Vince's type which is a shame yeah. it's really not all about that at all um and I agree with you like when I watch her work um, particularly over this past year, I'm I'm gagging for an Asuka Shayna Baszler feud. Like in a time where there's hardly anything outside of the titles, why are they not doing that story? Like why aren't they? I don't get it. The two greatest female NXT champions, or the most dominant, certainly. Let them... Because like Vince is not looking at this roster and saying like, who are two great wrestlers I can put together? You know, he's not. He's he's seeing this. Alexa storyline with the doll and the magic and stuff and it's just like she like throw Shayna and Naya in there and like you know give Naya this Reginald thing which um I'm sure in his in his he has some ideas in his brain about that one and then you know throw Shayna out there to be the person that has to do this with Alexa like it's just it's not right and it's not good for anyone involved. It's a shame that like there's so many of those talents that we look at and we go, ah, oh. I mean, like you said, Shayna Baszler in another company where you accentuated her strong points. Like, she, you know, I hate to say it in, in a AEW setting, like you said, with a Thunder Rosa um, and, you know, even like a Layla Hirsch, like there are so many great matches yes. for her there where she could do so yeah. much great stuff. Um, it's just a shame. No, there are those women in WWE, which is annoying. But Vince, like you, like we said earlier, she did it with Natty. And Vince was like, oh, I hate that. That's so I weird. Know, it's, it's just so bad. Imagine if we had the Wardlow Hager match, but it was Thunder Rosa, Shayna Baszler. Ooh, I love that so much. Man, that would be killer. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was worth bringing up just because I feel like, and I tweeted this, if anyone got the short end of the you know, the stick around that time. It definitely was Shayna. Um, you know, she they always gets the short end of the stick. Exactly. I, I love her so much. When I see her on TV, I have just such love for her. And it makes me so sad. Uh, she's like everything that I would want in a female wrestler and everything that if I was a young, young girl watching, I'd want to look up to. And they just used her so badly. When I look at like Shayna Baszler and her body of work and stuff like that, it just it just kind of makes me sad because I always liked her in NXT. And the reason I hated what they did with her as the Elimination Chamber is because I knew they weren't going to follow through with it. I knew it then and everyone was going, oh, you know, it's great. They really made her. And then, then where was she? Right? Like after that, where was she? She didn't do anything for the rest of that year. Pretty much, I remember she turned. But when she got into the Money in the Bank match, it was like, "Where's she been?" Because no one had seen her for like six weeks or two months. And it was. I, I, I've said this many, many times. Your prob there, there was a massive problem if you build someone specifically for someone, right? If you say we're going to build Shayna Baszler and she's going to tear everyone down because she, it looks like then she could beat Becky, but she's not going to beat Becky. Like that. That's the problem where you go, okay. 
Uh, and it's Vince's old mentality. We used to get the monster heel and then the baby face would, would find a way mm-hmm. to overcome them eventually and all that stuff. Like it's 101 wrestling. But it's not like that anymore because there's so much television and exposure that it's not that kind of mystery. You have to build just compelling characters who then will organically meet. It's the same way as yeah. if you had just gone, you know what, we're going to try and make The Rock because Stone Cold Steve Austin needs a partner. That's not the same. That wouldn't have been the same magic. The reason that was magic is because you had two, again, that word, organically, like megastars rise at the same time. WWE seldom have that because they go out of their way to book around that because they're trying to make people, right? Like, yeah. and, and, they, and they kind of sacrifice other people with the view to making people. And the example I'll give you is this, where Sheamus, he won money in the bank. He cast in on Roman Reigns. He was part of League of Nations. All of that, according to Sheamus, was just to make Roman Reigns. All of that. Like, imagine yeah. that. That's like that's like six months worth of story with four different blokes and their sole purpose and journey was to put over Roman. Now, I get it. Like, Sheamus got a WWE title run in amongst that. Did he, though? It was all about Roman. Um, didn't take him long to get hold of it. I just... I think sometimes WWE... I don't know if overthink's the right word. Maybe they underthink it. They just have this formula that they they won't stray from, and it hurt, I think it hurts them. There you yeah, yeah, it really does. Never mind. Um, moving on, guys. In the last fifteen minutes here, we will do Q and A time. Me and Steph have been doing that while um, AEW have been on at weekends. So please feel free to get your questions into the live chat. But we also want your ultra. Chi- oh God, I'm so bad with angles. That way. That way. Um, we want your ultra chats that in. Way. There you go. Uh, to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Get those in and we will discuss whatever you like on the show. Um, but yes, at quarter two, we will start doing a Q&A. So get your stuff into the live chat starting now. And Steph and I will get into it. It doesn't matter. Wrestling. What Self-play, Steph- whatever. Yeah, what Steph does at the gym. Whatever. <laughs> Make sure you get it in, guys. You get it in. Before that, let me ask you a question. Stephanie Chase, money in the banks around the corner. We've seen a couple of the qualifiers. Tell yeah. me. Tell me who should win them. Um, I feel like that I have a feeling they could Hang on. Eat. Hang on, Steph. Have you seen it? Matthew Ledesma's come on board. There it is. Superman. Give me that. Wow. That's a good one, Matthew. Oh, my word. Was that a horse? It was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I also have a Paw Patrol helicopter, if that could interest anybody. Um, what else have we got going on here? Oh, a game I never played because it used to cyberpunk bad game, very clunky. It kept, uh, I have a Darby Allen, he's excited. Uh, wow, thanks, you. Look him. Oh, he's got a skateboard, he can skate around. <laughs> he's got a skateboard, so he's he got can... a skateboard. Okay, what is? I don't even know what this is. This is a shell of something. Uh, anyway, Matthew, we're delighted to have you. Thank you very much, brother. We are. Uh, we appreciate all of that.
Steph, please continue with your, yes. <laughs> with your Money in the Bank tirade. Money in the Bank, I wonder with the men, are they going to do like the same thing they did before with Brock coming in and just taking the briefcase? Yeah. Especially because on Raw, they did that little, well, what if someone can't compete tease? And then I thought, all you nerds are not going to be the one that gets the place. Gender. <laughs> it's going to be a Brock. And I also feel like with the women, I wouldn't be surprised if Becky comes in for the women too. Wow. Because it is it is going to be a show in front of a crowd. I know it's not SummerSlam like caliber, but I think they might use Money in the Bank to set up and show, hey, SummerSlam's going to be massive. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I think. I don't I don't have any great hope for any of the people who are already announced for it. I mean, hmm. it'd be kind of fit, poetic in a weird way if Becky did win it. Right, because the way she went yeah, out. Yeah, because of how she went out, yeah. Um, I, d- I think they've already done the trick with Brock before. I mean, that's not to say they wouldn't do it again. I just don't think they will. Um, so I would say, I, I, I think Big E and Cesaro are ripe for it. I actually think the mm-hmm. Rumble suits Big E better. Um, but we've we've been saying Biggie like to win the Rumble. We've been saying Biggie to win like, like everything for so long. <laughs> I know, I know. But I do, I do think he's right. And if if he won the briefcase and then in the draft goes to Raw, which apparently is on on the table, I yeah. do. I was saying about this the other day with SP3. If Biggie does move over, it, I can mu- mu- uh, much more imagine him as the world champion on Raw. I don't imagine anyone defeating Roman, but I could see no. him winning it on Raw. So that kind of gives me hope. For, for the women, oh, man, it's a tough sell. It really is. Um, I, I said Sonya Deville, but obviously that's not going to happen. It doesn't look like she's going to yeah. get involved. Um, <sighs> just judge them. Who we got in at the moment? We've got Alexa. We've got Nikki. Uh, just Superhero Nikki. I'm behind Superhero Nikki. There you go. Give it to her. I don't care. Um, let's get into the Q&A. And the first one is from Jeremy Bauman, who says, did Steph pay $700 for the AEW Championship belt? She did not. <laughs> she absolutely did not. There you go, Jeremy. What is, it? Is, it, is it like a kid's one? I, I can't see it's it. It's a kid's show. one. It's a kid's one, actually. I was talking about this um, on my own show on Sunday. Uh, one, I'm not a belt collector, so I'm never going to spend hundreds ever, ever. Yeah. And I buy the kids one because I'm actually a really tiny person and the kids ones fit me. <laughs> I've tried on adult ones and it's a no-go. So this is a kid's belt. Yeah. And I it was 20, 20 pounds. 20 of the finest. I have met Steph in the <laughs> flesh many times and she is petite, so I can believe this. Although on your Instagram, Steph, you've been making gains, brother, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> I've seen you. All about the gains. I've seen it. Oh, there you go. Look at that, Steph. He's he's all oh, green. I, why do I read that in like Rikishi voice? I did it. <laughs> I did it for the Steph. <laughs> I like it. I like it very much. Um, Daz Million. That's a great name. Daz Million, in fact. Question. Alex, is it coming home? Oh, man. It's a really tough sell after how boring we were to watch in the groups, isn't it? But I will say this. We're better against better teams. Germany aren't as formidable as they once were. They are like beatable for once from what I saw in the group stages. 
if we beat Germany, our route to the final is actually pretty good from what I've seen. I think it's like Sweden, Ukraine would be the next one. And then after that, I think the the toughest it could be is maybe Belgium or Portugal. I can't remember. Anyway, it's doable, right? We wouldn't meet a France or someone until the final. So maybe, maybe. I'm hoping if we get past Germany, I would I would go as far as to say yes. There you go. But I don't I know. No, it's, it's my answer. <laughs> mm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jasmillion. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh, people just welcoming Matt to the fray. We like it. We like it very much. Um, up to now, here's a question. Who would Steph cast to play Alex in Wrestle, Wrestling Daily, the movie? And who would Alex cast to play Steph? Oof. I mean, I, I would. I, I, I don't know if Steph's even going to like this answer, but I'm going for it. Um, and I'm thinking about the wrestling tie-in and the personality and, you know, the blondness. Renee Paquette? Could I get Renee? Yeah. Could I? That would work. <laughs> I've got Renee many times. I've got got yeah. Renee many times. I mean, if it was not movie, movie though, um, that's harder. Margaret Robbie. I can't think of many blondes. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think who I'd cast as you. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking, but he is a bit younger than you. No offense, but like Tom Holland <laughs> from Spider Man. There you go. You play you in the early years, you know, like as you work your way up the ladder. <laughs> I mean, I look younger than my actual age, in fairness. <laughs> you so do. I'm, you so, do. I'm, you so, do. so I'm told. So maybe we'd get away with that. I don't know. It's a good question. That. I like it up to Avondale. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lizzie Stallion. Listen, there's only room for one horse, one mare. My apologies. Um, oh, my word. Is this, is this true? Paw Patrol movies coming out? I'll be getting dragged. To, I'll be getting dragged to the cinema. Excellent. Oh. Uh, Hector Rodriguez says, "Could Drew McIntyre become Mister Money in the Bank to get around the stipulation that he can't challenge Bobby for the belt?" I bloody hope not. That would be a bad idea for Drew. I. It would be a clever story, but a bad idea. Haven't they already said though he can't cash in on Bobby? I think that was said on Raw. I feel like it was. Then why is he in this match next Monday? Why? But I mean, he could bring it to SmackDown and get yeah. clobbered by Roman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still, that's a bad idea. Um, yeah. I mean, I just feel for Drew, and I've said this a couple of times on my radio show in here. Like, he just needs a story outside of the title. He really does. For like, you know, yeah. I don't know, six months. Bring him back into it around whatever rumble season he needs to stay away and, and and listen i'm a big drew fan this is well known but for the good of drew he people are going to get mad if he just hangs around the title constantly so uh, uh, yeah. i i really hope wwe can see the value in just giving him a, a, a story to sink his teeth into partner him with sheamus have him go after the tag belts put him in a tag division for a few months whatever yeah. just just you know don't anyway did you agree i assume steph I do agree. I Drew needs a break from the title picture. I, I do feel sorry for him. I feel like he is going to be remembered as the pandemic WWE guy. Um, and I think that will certainly be true if they don't give him some time to actually build up a following with the with the crowds and stop this whole him and Bobby same, same old, same old, like, 
every week. Good decision. Oh, Jason Rossi says he's just subbed. Good stuff, Jason. We like you. I mean, the sub is not a bubble play, but we're very happy. <laughs> All the same. We're very, very happy. Um, question. Are they trying to make keep Rhea and Charlotte both heels so Becky has odds against her? I actually think that's exactly what's going on. I think Becky will be coming back because she'll be the big baby face in this picture. I don't know if it's as clear cut as that, but I do think there's a reason Rhea and you know Charlotte is kind of gradually bringing Rhea to the dark side, it seems, and they keep giving nods to that. So I do think there is a reason why there isn't a clear cut baby face there. There's definitely not a baby face between these two. And there's some very bad Disney villain acting going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure Vince gets a Rhea Ripley either. Um, I'm not certain for her fate in the long term, sadly. But I, I actually like a couple of the, the little things that Charlotte has said to her. Like I remember in the promo on Monday saying that she actually like kind of respected what Rhea did and like, you know, kind of encouraging the dark mm. side out of her. I, there's a little bits of it I like, but yeah. Yeah, I think you'll bang on with the Rhea Ripley assertion. Uh, Steph, there's a question for you from CM Chris. Does Kenny Omega lose the Impact title at Summer Versary to Sammy Callahan? Also, congrats to Sammy and Havoc on getting engaged. There you go. Congrats, Sammy. Congrats. Um, and Havoc. Um, I don't see him losing the Impact title yet. No, I I really don't. Um, though, as we have talked about, he does have a problem with a lack of challengers for sure. But yeah, I don't see him losing that yet. I think this needs to play out a little more. I don't think there's anyone hot enough in Impact at the moment to, to do no. that. No. Don't know what they're going to do about that. Um, Nad Chebel. Heartbreaking to say the least. Look, her manager's a dickhead. I'll tell you that. Um, I'll let Steph get into the finer details, but it was sad. Put it that way. Infuriate. Yeah, this stock. Yeah, I thought this stock was absolutely heartbreaking. It made me so upset. Um, China. I I loved China as a as a kid so much. Um, when I first got into watching WWE after watching WCW, uh, when I started, it was The Undertaker and it was Triple H. But it was really Triple H because of China. Like I know me and you have talked about the Triple H Rock in the Continental Feud and how yeah. my love for SummerSlam 1998. Um, and to me, like that that's all about China. And watching that documentary, so much of it was so heartbreaking. The appalling sexism that she incurred in her in her life she was out there trying to be someone different for women to look up to you know you watch old wwe from that time and you as a girl you're given some very bad ideas of what a woman is supposed to be but china was something different um with the strength that she showed and it's like there were all these bits you know there's an awful bit when she was talking to larry king and he told her that strength was a male trait which was horrible and it's like she was trying to she had a vision of being a, like a wonder woman figure for little girls that people weren't letting her fulfill and then when you get to the whole like her breakup with triple h how they just cast her out um so awful that they did that to her um and that's something that happens to women because they've let every guy back. I think 
Vince Russo point that he made with the whole Triple H is disgusting. If you Google China, what comes up comment? Um, that was a hideous, hideous thing for Triple H to say. Uh, one of the, the many things I hold against him. And it's like, no, Triple H, the only kids you don't want Google in China are your own. Let's be frank. And for them to like make her feel like she meant nothing because they'll take anyone back. They've taken everyone back. They've taken Warrior back. They've taken like Bret Hart back. Not that he did anything wrong, but there was so much animosity. But for them to make her feel like that, like she was like this worthless person that meant nothing, that had been disgraced or something, was so awful. And then these men towards the end of her life that took ultimate advantage of her, like her manager, horrible, horrible man. How he even agreed to be in this documentary shows like how much he doesn't know the bad stuff he did also um the other man i think he was the director um the guy who basically like just left her to die at the end mm -hmm. uh he, disgusting as well like there's people in that in that bit that should be in jail frankly um and it was really hard and, and painful to watch and it's just so sad and if they do put her in the Hall of Fame one day, it'll be it'll be so absolutely fake because they had the chance to do, to do it and they had the chance to like show her what she meant and they had the chance to help her because they've helped so many people and they've, they've paid for people's rehab. They never did that to her, all because she dated a person that cheated on her with the wrong person, and it's sad. And that's that, really yeah. and that, is, that that is essentially the crux, the crux. That is essentially the crux of her spiral. Is that Triple H? It is went. With with Stephanie McMahon, and that was it. Like she, you're not going to win that fight, and then she was ostracized. Like that's essentially yeah. what happened. You know, if you ever listen, it's not as powerful as that documentary, but Bruce Pritchard on something to wrestle with did a whole thing on the Stephanie McMahon Triple H relationship. Right yeah. now, admittedly, he was like at their wedding, and you know, obviously, and so it's take that as what you will. Um, but he does kind of go into that, how China was pretty much, you know, she was she was done once that had happened. Um, yeah. And I think then WWE's version is that she asked for a lot of money in negotiations uh, and they just didn't, they decided not to renew and then obviously she was just let go. But, I mean, it's the, the Triple H comment as well is terrible. One of the people who China made these videos with, I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, was X back, yeah. and he's more than welcome back, right? Like he's oh, in the all the like, twice, and he's a, he's out there for these DX reunions, having a great time. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, X Pack, totally fine. He can be brought back. Um, it it was just it was so so sad. Um, and you could see in that documentary that like near the beginning when she went to the Comic Con and Mick Foley came up to her, and her reaction to Mick Foley just showed like she wanted people in wrestling to accept her and she just wasn't going to get it. And she wasn't going to get it. You no, know, because, because her, her boyfriend cheated on her with the wrong person for her. And it's so sad. She's genuinely, I feel like one of the most important people in the history of wrestling, like for, for women, for women and how they progressed. China is literally a landmark in my opinion. She's yeah. a real, she's, she's a real so master. So, she really is. She's so important and something so different and something so necessary and and such a big star of that era that they just yeah. So it, it, it's it's not going to do us justice to like talk about her here in just this little snippet. Like mm -hmm. she deserves a lot more. But in in, in essence, does. it was criminal what happened to her. Really, 
Um, do you think Keith Lee is going to ask his release for not being used? Uh, I think there's more to this Keith Lee thing while he's off TV. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I, I can't say exactly what I've heard and all things like that, but I don't think it's as clear cut as they don't have plans for him. Let me put it that way. I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> David Hall. I have a question. If you had a banana in your hand, how would you eat it? Just shove it straight in. <laughs> oh, all in one Steph Chase. You heard it. You heard it here first. Jesus. Um, I hate bananas. There you go. That's all really for you. I hate them. Wow. <laughs> I am the opposite. And I have to eat them sometimes to encourage my daughters to eat them. And it pisses me off. I hate it. Um, anyway, there you go. Uh, we'll take one more before we wrap. <laughs> Alex. Finn Balor play Alex not as handsome, but still, I mean that's harsh on Finn Balor to say he's not as handsome as me. To be fair, I like Dad. Finn Balor as as you. I think that would, that would work. Yeah, that is purely because we both have the Irish traits of being this this complexion, blue eyes, dark hair. That is literally it. If you if we put our abs together, oh my word. Um. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, what else have we got? I haven't. Free Britney. Yeah. Also that. Free Britney. Indeed. This is an another thing that like could only happen to a woman what's going on with Britney like there are so many uh male celebrities that have done stuff and have never ended up in the situation that Britney is in so free Britney 100 percent. it was it was um the stuff that I know this is the wrestling show but the stuff that Britney said in court yesterday just listening to it is amazing to just know that it is all true and she is in this awful situation free Britney yeah, fuck her dad as well. Anyway, um, John McNeil says, should Ricochet win Money in the Bank or Big E? And are the Clippers losing tonight? Uh, I think the Suns have got the Clippers number for what that's worth. So probably, I don't no, know. I they... think they're winning. I, Do I really you? think that they've had a great season so far. And I think they're going to clip gonna... their opponents. Who's going to come up transfer them tonight, Steph? The Clippers. <laughs> Just as a whole collective, I, I know what you're trying I to say. I think the Clippers are winning everything. I think the Clippers are winning money in the bank. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think the Suns are going to be. I don't know if it, they they sweep them, but they definitely, yeah, they're going to win the series. Um, I'd love them to see them do something ricochet, but I don't believe they'd have him win money in the bank. So there you have it. Anyway, with that, guys, that brings Q and A to a close, and. Uh, there you go. Everyone's talking about Steph chasing the banana. We should have known better than that, of course. Um, but thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Wrestling Daily. I've been Alex McCarthy. That is, of course, the wonderful Steph Chase. Do you want to tell us what you're doing this week, Steph? Yeah, I'm doing my AW Weekly show on Monday at 4 p.m. Um, yeah, because it's Saturday Night Dynamite, but I will be watching this Saturday Night Dynamite live. So please follow me on Twitter at StephanieMChase for all my hot takes i'm excited to watch wrestling on a saturday night it's gonna be super fun and go jungle boy <laughs> yay. yay that's it guys i'll be back tomorrow with ella j uh you know from the gore tv which is obviously the podcast with grown ass women mickey james and uh, all, all the great collectives over there it's a great podcast uh she'll be here tomorrow uh, and then we'll be back next week with Louis' final show on Tuesday. It's all going off. Uh, but until then, we will see you later. Take care. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 